Hello. Hi. Hey. hey how what's you doing? What's going on? Hey. What's shaking out there in podcast land? I, well, uh, what's shaking in the actual on land is people talking about people not on land. As a recording of this particular edition of the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast, everyone's talking. They kind of remind me of, remember, it was, was it the Miners? Yeah, that, that that we had. I can't remember what country that was in, but remember everyone was glued to the tube. Like, are they going to rescue these miners? Uh, I don't know if they're going to rescue these uh, individuals yeah. who are stuck below the sea as of the recording of this podcast. When, when you're listening to this, there's either been an amazing miracle Rest. and we're all yes. happy or, or they're dead. Yeah, or they're gone. And they all paid. Either way, what the hell? <laughs> Correct. What the hell are we doing? Why? It's very much like we had the conversation of why are you going up to Everest? There's yeah. nothing there. Why are you going back down to the Titanic? I mean, I understand it's a compelling story. The the hubris of saying it was unsinkable, maiden voyage. I mean, all the all that stuff. I understand. But man, we cannot get enough of the Titanic, and I, and I think it predates the movie. I don't think. I mean, the movie obviously amplified it, right? Uh, but it's not. It's not just the movie. I mean, we've always been compelled to this thing. But I cannot imagine in my wildest dreams if somebody said, "Get into this thing that somebody just made and go two miles under the water." Uh, and go and, look at it. And we all know how the Titanic ends. Yeah. Anything involved with Titanic is terrible, it's, including that movie. It's the just, whole thing is terrible. <laughs> I mean, you're right. It is just bad juju. I mean, yeah. you're, just, you're you, messing around. You're with messing stuff around you, with stuff you yeah. shouldn't mess around with. I mean, nature already said this is not a good place for people to be. Right. And now you're you're, you're taunting nature by going down yeah. there. And we're, now, not supposed to be, we're not mer people. We've added five more to the casualty list of the Titanic 120 years later. Possibly. Yeah. As a recording of this. Not by the way. Dead, d- shut up. <laughs> You, you know how this is going to end. This is not, there is not. No. That would be and they paid, unbelievable. They paid $250,000 yeah. a person to get on this thing. Would you, it, it, no. it, it, it's the equivalent of, I if I had a choice, right? I could go to Disney World and be safe and sound, or someone can be in a parking lot with this new ride I just built here today. $250,000, you could be one of the ones to ride it. It, it. We don't know for certain if we're going to make it, but $250,000, you can ride. What are you doing? You know, I was in New York, and I went to the 9-11 memorial. It's very mm-hmm. somber, very yes, very poignant right. and everything. Yeah. That's still worlds different than saying, here, hop on this plane. We're going to yeah. fly dangerously close to skyscrapers so you can have the experience, experience of what it was. What the hell is that? I mean, that is morbid beyond morbid. And, they're, and, and these idiots, God rest their soul because I'm predicting they're dead. I hope I'm wrong. I hope we listen to this later in the week and go, oh, well, I got stupid. But they're, they're totally dead. They're totally dead. Here's anyway. the thing. Go, I'll let you continue your point, but I don't know if I'm really worried about Hamish Harding passing away. <laughs> that sounds like a villain. They And other people who have done this and gone on this trip all say, well, it's not It's not tourism. It's you're an adventurer. You're an explorer. Oh, crap. Like, Screw you, an explorer. You're not an explorer. Hey, Magellan, you're not going around the God. world there, you jerk. It's really, it's really astonishing that this is even allowed. Yeah, Hamish Harding is one of the guys' name. Paul Henri Nargelet. Ocean Gate CEO Stockton Rush mm-hmm. and Shazada Dawood, a UK board member of the Princess Trust charity. See, we got the wrong names. Those are rich names. Those are very rich names. You got those names, you're going to be rich. Yeah, you got those names. You can pay $250,000 to get in a small tube and probably end up dead. So, 
Godspeed. Some miracle happened. Hooray! They're going to throw a ticker tape parade for Hamish Harding, but I, I don't know if they're going to be doing that. This uh, dude, uh, an entrepreneur who had gone on this same trip uh, a couple years ago, uh, said basically it was a suicide mission back then. The first submarine didn't work. Uh, then I dive at 1,600 meters, and it had to be abandoned. Uh, every, everything about this, uh, not only right before that voyage, the bracket of the stabilization tube, which balances the sub, tore and had to be reattached with zip ties. No! Uh, no, zip ties, God bless it. But zip ties aren't meant for that kind of depth. No one is. We're not meant for that kind of depth. The pictures from the robots that have gone yes, on, that's they're, fine. they're amazing. They're fascinating. They're haunting. It's it's really eerie Isn't to, that to good look enough? at. I don't need to go down there and look at that. That is that that is amazing. Yes. Just like if they were to say, hey, I got this thing. You can go into the volcano and check out the lava. No. Yeah. No, thank you. Here's I've what seen it's like to be burned alive at Pompeii. Yeah. No, no I don't want that full yeah. experience. Come on our Krakatoa adventure. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. All of that. Exactly. Be Man, I feel bad, but I don't. No, you know, I don't. They, that's the thing. That's 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 the conundrum I have is I yeah, feel, feel terrible, bad. but I'll, I also don't. I, I also correct. It's like you paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars for this. Like if it's someone who won a contest and even said yes, I may feel a little bit bad there. But you paid to be an idiot. It seems like getting back alive would be the adventure. That would be that yes, would be that's the, the adventure. It's not yeah. seeing the don't, Titanic. Don't. It's like it's seeing, be- the, seeing the sun again would be the oh, this is the coolest <laughs> thing ever. I feel so much better. That, that that's probably. I guess we need a little bit of that. Yeah, being surviving the Titanic God would be bless. Oh, stay away from there. Yeah, stay away from there. Indeed. Uh, also on the high seas, we have the list of possible hurricane names right. for this upcoming hurricane season. Every year they uh, they name twenty one storms or so, and um, we have one that's kind of floating out there that's on teetering being yeah, a storm. There's, some, there's like a little tropical storm out there. Brett. Uh, we, we had, yeah, we had Arlene, and now we're on Brett. Who's um, is that? That's an '80s villain. I'm saying, yeah, right. You're right. You're right. Uh, so I don't think I'm not too worried about Brett. No. Would you? If someone knocked your door, got to take cover. Why is that? Hurricane Brett's Pre- coming. Prepare for Brett. Yeah. No, thank you. What, do I have to put on a sweater? <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and so they've got all the names. We can go through these and decide whether or not these might be feisty hurricanes okay. or, or some real trouble coming. All right. I like this. Uh, so if we get through Brett, next up, excuse me. <laughs> that's about that's about the extent of what Brett can do to you. Um, Cindy is coming up next. Mm, maybe, yeah. depending on depending on how you spell it. If it's Cindy with an I, you better watch out. We're on, yes. Uh, followed by Hurricane Don. <laughs> no. no, no. Not, not afraid of Hurricane Don. <laughs> nope. Hurricane Emily. Mm, eh, maybe. Really, no. Nothing really there. Uh, Franklin is coming up next. Maybe. Hurricane Gert. That's the one you watch out for. Gert, yeah. It almost sounds German, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I remember I had an Aunt Gertrude. Yeah. And she would just slap food onto your plate. So I'm thinking Gert. Gert's the one to watch out muscle. for. Yeah. Watch out for Gert. Uh, Harold. Mm. Not, not afraid of Harold. No. Uh, th- because it sounds exotic, Idalia. Yeah. That's the coming. one you got to watch out Hurricane for. Hurricane Idalia is Gert and Idalia, yes. Uh, Jose. Okay. Katia. That's another one that could be maybe. Mm-hmm. Lee. No. no, I'm not afraid of Hurricane Lee. Yeah. The next three Lee, Margo, and Nigel. No, that's, none of those are going to. Those sound, once again, like they would hang out with Brett. Yeah. Do you see Brett, Lee, Morgan, and Ni- or what is it? Nigel and. Nigel. Yeah. And Margo. And Margo, yeah. Um, I don't know, Margo. Yeah, not worried about that. Not- now, I will say Hurricane Ophelia. 
Oh yeah, uh, that's one you gonna, don't want to mess with. It's gonna go right into the Gulf. Yep. It's, it's gonna it's gonna Causing. hit Houston something. It's a uh, it's it's gonna be ugly. Yeah. Uh, so keep an eye out for Hurricane, Hurricane Ophelia. Ophelia. Yeah. These nuts. <laughs> that's her last name. Hurricane Ophelia. <laughs> these nuts. I just did a these nuts joke for no particular reason. And she'll like, and it, she'll too. like it too. Hey uh, Philippe. That sounds French. Yeah, I don't have any. Yeah, yeah that, that's a that's yeah, Bell's that, horse. That's a sissy hurricane. Yeah, Philippe is here. Oh, great. What's Philippe gonna do? Maybe knock over a flower pot. Rena. Nothing there. No. Sean. Mm, how do you spell it? S e a n. Okay, that that's the one that's going to be a little yeah, more. I think so. Yeah, I have funny feelings about Sean, Tammy. No, no, Vince. Yeah, I I think Hurricane Vince. I think of Hurricane, Vince McMahon. Hurricane Vinny. Yeah, I think of Vince McMahon. Though, like you're fired. Hey, so Hurricane Vinny's, Vinny's, coming, Vinny's coming right up Miami. Yeah, you better watch out. And then we uh, wrap it up with uh, Hurricane Whitney. Whitney, uh, and that'll be that. So that's uh, yeah. There, there's, there's only your, like three or there's four. There's your hurricane predictions, and and so um, the experts are saying uh, thirteen of those will will become storms. Six could become hurricanes, and at least two would be major hurricanes. Ophi- I think that I think Ophelia, that fits. Ophelia, and who's going to be the other big one? You think uh, the other one was. Um, uh, Gert. Gert, Gert and Ophelia. Gert yeah. and Ophelia are the ones we need to watch. Yeah, those. I would. I would There's agree. Your, we've now made three predictions. Yes, five people are dead, dead. at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> Hurricane Gert and Hurricane <laughs> Ophelia will be the trouble this year. Mark it down. Make sure you put a timestamp on this particular podcast. Can't wait to revisit this. <laughs> exactly. And in a few months, were we right or not? Ophelia, these nuts also took care of some people. Hamish Harding's dead and Gert. Yeah, took care of some folks. It is the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast, also known as the Sex and Poop podcast. Sure. And apparently on TikTok, the phenomenon of ghost poop is uh, being discussed on TikTok. Ghost poop? (laughs) Yeah. Which I I had to think about that as well. Apparently it is a term used to describe when one stool sinks to the bottom of the toilet and seemingly vanishes without a trace. Oh, I see. Okay. When you when you go, when so you, you know go, you've had a yeah. big movement and you turn around and there's nothing there. Yeah, exactly. You it's go, already made its way down. You there. go, you've heard the sound, yeah. and it's already, and it, it does freak you out a little bit. You're it like, does a little I, bit. You're like, I swear. And for those, by the way, who say they don't look, you're a liar. Yeah. Everybody looks at some look. point. You gotta look. Right? There's important medical information in your poop. Haven't you ever seen those charts they put on the internet sometimes? Right. And that's those are very important. And that's what's going on here. In other words, uh, they have... What if, like, your tonsils came out and you need to tell a doctor that? What if your intestines came out? something. And you start flushing, and the next thing you know, you're pulled into the toilet. You need to look. You do need to look. So what's the concern about? Is is, is the the phenomenon of ghost poop? Right, yeah. So people are kind of freaking out. They're like, "Uh, but I did poop. What's going on here? Mm -hmm. Uh, As the subject of a hashtag with more than 15 million views on social media on uh, ghost poop is something that should be celebrated they say as it's a result of a healthy bowel movement most of the time oh one Canadian based naturopathic doctor even claimed that if you experience this kind of bowel movement it could mean that you're one of the healthiest people on the planet right she revealed that a ghost poop uh, is a sign of a healthy gut yeah because it's already swimming down it's already saying I'm, I'm out of here yeah I'm out of here it's, it just yeah. flowed through so nicely that it's like right yeah. through. It's because you've got that fiber, you've got enough of those essential fatty acids, your circadian rhythms are in tune with nature, with the light and dark cycle of the day, and you've got that ghost poop. That's right. Is what they said. A little glass of Metamucil, and she'll like it too. <laughs> too. Uh, and according to California-based <clears throat> registered dietitian nutritionist Amanda Saceda, it can also mean your body is properly hydrated. 
I had no idea. Yeah, exactly. If you're wiping and here's here's something more than mm-hmm. just the ghost poop. If you're wiping and there's no residue on that paper, which would be a ghost wipe. Yes. If, that's a weird phenomenon too. And you're like, uh oh, yeah. you don't know what's going to go on here. And you're like, wait a second, that doesn't seem to be right. That can mean your diet has a good amount of fiber in it, and you're adequately dehydrated. So, by the way, they though say if you shouldn't stress if you're not having a ghost poop every day, as diet fluctuates, which means your stools can as well. So, so there's some sex and poop pop, podcast. Does that account then for the times when you feel like you just did something tremendous? And that, I mean, like you broke a, a record, and you, it goes like it was. It was just that. Yeah, that's the worst. So maybe some of it got away before you had a chance. Yeah, to see that. It. You know what? That is maybe some of yeah. some of it. I, don't that, like that. I feel cheated. That and when. <laughs> I always feel like I've accomplished something and I shouldn't, and this is TMI for everybody listening, but I always feel like I accomplished something when there is no plop. Oh, sure. When, when like an Olympic diver. Right, exactly. When you're like zero splash yeah. and you're like, I need this to be rated That's and ranked. Yep. That's always, I feel like, wow, I feel lighter now. I don't. So, yep. Cheers to the kale salad. You yes, have. exactly. That's exactly what I do. So, <laughs> So if you have the ghost poop, don't freak out. You're you're actually doing pretty good for yourself, and same with the ghost wipe. It's all good, and that's why the Sex and Poo podcast is here for you with Micah Molson Too Good for See, Radio this is podcast. Useful information, yes. And if someone put it on the radio, it would be it's too much. It's, it's, too, it's too much. It's too useful. Nobody we, turns on the radio to hear entertainment and information. No, you turn on to hear garbage and 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 bibble, <laughs> bibble and dribble. <laughs> that's actually our yeah. midday show. Yeah. On, bibble on, and dribble. Yeah, bibble and dribble are the actual midday show, also known as Clay and Buck. Uh, <laughs> but we continue on here on the Too Good for Radio podcast with a very entertaining. I guess entertaining. It's taken the internet by storm, like ghost poop. Yeah, an individual from Kentucky's obituary. We like seeing unique obituaries because usually they're they're pretty. Uh, they're always so. Yeah. I, I even look back on my my parents, and I wish we would have zhuzhed it up a little. Yeah. bit. You yeah, know? you're in a tough you're in a tough position there. Yeah, and you, you just kind of do the boilerplate. This is what, what it they is. did. And, they were know, this, and they were that, and they were having this. Yeah, and, you know. exactly. Uh, but I th- and I think maybe the boys wrote this uh, for him. Uh, a guy named James Loveless in Kentucky, born and raised in Kentucky in 1963, a state that had been recently leaning toward more liberal values. We might add. <laughs> Jamie, a divorcee, father, grandfather, and proud owner of a few lots in the trailer park. There's something you know. There's a sentence you don't hear often. Right, yeah, Proud exactly. owner. Proud owner. Uh, had enough. Uh, had enough and up and died on us June 14th in order to avoid another presidential stolen election mishap in the near future. Wow. A gluttonous eater of fried foods and snack cakes, as well as occasional cheese chili dog, James tried in vain to give up the ghost by clogging his own arteries after having a stroke in 2015. His twin boys, Rocky and Rodney, had other plans. Rocky and Rodney. Made him go to the hospital. Those sound like two guys that should be on a midday show. Dibble and dabble. (laughs) While uh, waiting in the ER, he was heard saying, let's make a break for it, only to be overheard by one of the hospital staff and forced to go through the procedure. Uh, On many occasions in life, James was seen in his backyard at the trailer park in the early hours of the morning, hammering beers, standing over country-style ribs and yelling, it's got a head like a cat on it, while nearby neighbors would peek out their windows, bearing looks of disgust and amazement. As his party guests were slurring remarks about needing to speed up his cooking style. We've been here since 5 o'clock, they say I gotta work in the morning. Yikes. We don't know if he was married, but certainly a ladies' man. There was Kathy, Mary Lou, Tammy, Deborah, Carrie, Tina, 
etc., etc. And she'll like it, too. It's in the bones, he told us, and proudly pointed at his skinny, pasty white legs. Women love a good shin. (laughs) (laughs) If if I had a quarter for every time someone mentioned my shin. (laughs) Women love a good shin. They love a good shin. We might think he even have some females waiting for him on the other side. Jamie loved his family more than anything else in the world, except for ice cold bush, room temperature bush. <laughs> she'll like it too. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tina or Tammy? Tammy likes a room temperature bush. <laughs> uh, uh, he loved them more. He like T bones, New York strip, prime rib, shrimp, swimming, poker, hatchback, Mustang GTs, tank tops, cunt. Kentucky men's basketball and his personal copy of Eddie Murphy's Raw. He leaves behind his second favorite son, Rocky, and his favorite son, Rodney. Okay. He's only got two. He's got a younger brother, Joey, and an unofficial daughter named Melissa. Unofficial daughter? <laughs> who also lives in the trailer park. Okay, gotcha. As well as a pair of old boxers which have Buttweiser, the king of rears, printed <laughs> on it. <laughs> I want to say he was buried in that, right? And that seems like that. a guy to be buried. Like, he would have an open casket buried in those boxers with his ass where his head should be. Right. And that would be the lasting thing that Jamie had for you. Buttweiser, the king of, of rears. Uh, he will be moderately missed. So that that's... also seems like a title of a movie behind the swinging doors back when family video was a thing. <laughs> right. Buttweiser, the king of rears. Uh... Oh, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. Thank you for that fantastic obituary. Uh, Moving on, here is a... This is a very interesting Am I the A-hole from Reddit. Because it involves a situation where a friend invites an entire family over for a dinner. Okay. And what transpires... So, this couple that gets invited over has a five-year-old little boy. The couple that invited them over... Has a five-year-old girl, right? So they're kind of friends as well. Mm-hmm. They hadn't actually, like, the, the dad of the family invited him over is kind of a pretty decent chef. But what they run into is what is served, the five-year-old boy doesn't like. Okay. So I, I will give you what this guy said. I'll try to, it's a very lengthy, am I the a-hole? So I'll try to give you the Cliff Notes version. Hit it. So they go, a friend of my wife's uh, invited my family, me and my wife and our son, uh, over for dinner. Uh, as long as we've known him, this friend has kept a very strict diet, which has almost always led us to eating over at his place. But he's an excellent cook, so I've never minded. We have not, however, seen him since both our children were infants, so it didn't really matter like they had their own food. For dinner, we were served salmon with quinoa and arugula. <laughs> okay? Right next to chicken nuggets. That's, a, that's a every kid's favorite meal. So... My son is, so he basically says, my kid doesn't throw a lot of tantrums. He's not really a picky eater, but he gets to slap the salmon. He's kind of shuffling things around. He does, if he gets hangry, as most kids do, he gets a little out of control. Um, So I asked my kid if he's happy with his dinner, and the kid said, no, I'm, I'm not really happy. He goes, I basically then said, haha, kids, right? And asked if there's anything else for my son to eat. He's like, hey, meal's great, but kid's not eating. He's mm-hmm. going to get a little hangry. Uh, my wife's friend said that his daughter just eats whatever he makes so he doesn't keep, quote unquote, kid food around the house. That's the first swing. My wife said it was fine. Our son would be fine. While he's a mild kid, he definitely gets hangry. And this was the beginning of the night, so that we're just kind of starting. So we anticipated being there for an additional hour or so. Uh, and so he goes, hey, listen, um, my son needs to eat. 
Otherwise, things are, are going to be going out of control here. So I said, you know what? I'm going to be gone for a few minutes. I'm going to excuse myself from the house. I'm going to go pick up something for our kid because you don't have anything yeah. here. My wife uh, friend seemed irked but said he tried to keep my plate warm. Guy leaves with the five-year-old. He goes, I was gone for about 30 minutes, came back with a Happy Meal. Ordered extra fries in case the, the other people's daughter mm-hmm. wanted any of the fries, which, which she's not allowed to have because they're on a strict diet there. By the time I was back, dinner was winding down. My son ate his meal. We had dessert, and he went off to play with his friend. It was definitely a hiccup in the night, but things were fine. We had a good time, but my wife definitely was cold with me. When we got home three hours after dinner, she told me that I was an ass at dinner for no reason. I pointed out that if I hadn't got our son dinner, he would have been a monster the entire way home, to which she replied we would have left earlier. I said I was just looking to solve a problem uh, as it happened, and that if her friend had been more accommodating, we wouldn't have been in the situation in the first place. She got offended on his behalf, and we decided to just go to bed because we clearly weren't getting anywhere. It's now been two days since, and things are still stilted between us, and I'm not sure where I went wrong. Am I the a-hole for leaving dinner to get my son food, even though dinner was served? No, I don't think you are. I think, look, I think a few mistakes were made. Uh, You know, you invite people over, and they've got a kid. One of the things you say is, hey... Anything special for the kid, you know? I mean, it, you know. Right. Just because your kid eats yeah. everything doesn't mean other kids will. Here's what we're having. And, 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 you know, yeah, for God's sakes, have some awareness that maybe you're a little bit out of the norm. You're kind of on the low end of the bell curve there if your kid eats salmon with arugula. And quinoa. Right, right. Um, and so at least acknowledge that. And I don't know, have some macaroni available or something stupid. Uh, well, and some people on online were saying, like, under the Reddit, that the guy here is the a-hole for leaving, and that they should have been aware, knowing that this person's on a strict diet, they should have brought stuff with them in case this were to be an issue. And, and that's that's mistake number two, is you say, hey, just so I can let my kid know, what are we having for dinner? It's this. Cool. You know what? I'm going to bring a peanut butter sandwich. Correct. Would It would have been... And it, easier. And I and I. That's just not very good. At five, you 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 think okay. these things out. I was, so. I was, gonna, things I was wondering about that because sure. I don't have kids, and I'm wondering at what point you stop bringing the extra snacks for the kid right. just in case. Like I know, like you know, two, three, you're always bringing the Cheerios or whatever it may be. I didn't know if at five you still bring. But if you know this individual is a strict kind of diet person and know your kid, you probably should have come more well prepared. Yes, it is kind of awkward. To leave and then knowing that the family's so strict diet and then to bring in what is probably forbidden to the five. I think that's where he went wrong, too, is bringing the Happy Meal in, knowing that that kid that he's bringing in isn't privy to Happy Meals. So now you've put the parents who invited you over in the first place for the meal. First of all, you're leaving their home. And they should have, you're right, should have done a better job accommodating because not all five-year-olds like salmon, quinoa, and arugula. But then to leave for a while and then come back with a happy yeah. meal, that's where you go a little, okay, now you're kind yeah. of rubbing it in their face. And there's nothing in the house. There was nothing, nothing. a bowl of cereal, nothing. We don't keep kid food, quote unquote, kid food. Yeah, what, is kid. Your fi- what does your five year old eat? You, yeah. have, like, you, you don't have an Eggo waffle somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> that seems a little weird, too. Yeah. So I get, I kind of get both people's take yeah. on this because it is, I think, rude to leave a dinner party. But what else were you going to do? do? And I and I don't think 
I don't think the wife should be that standoffish to where two days later no. she's still pissed at the guy for it. It's that, something that, that was less than ideal, but I don't know what other solution you have uh, other than yeah, yeah. Then then just if you're in that situation, once again, this is things that you can learn. We're trying to educate mm-hmm. because then that's why we're not on the radio. Because why would you want to learn something from the radio? Oh yeah, no, that's, uh, that, that's that's pish posh. That's useful. Yeah, why would you want to do that? Um, always have something. When you're invited over and you have children that are age, always have something as a backup mm-hmm. just in case. Because even the even the kid who is the least picky, if they're in a different kind of situation or a different surrounding, they may flip on a dime on you. Yeah. So always have always have a backup just in case. I don't think the wife should have been sharpening her claws at the husband over this. But we do have something about sharpening knives from back in the day. An interesting way they were sharpened by a certain group of warriors. Archaeologists in Spain have uh, come across a weapon sharpener mm-hmm. uh, that that is in the shape, intentionally in the shape, of a wiener. Of a dong? Yeah. All right. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. We've had poop and dong. Yep. Uh, and they say phalluses surprisingly appear in archaeological discoveries. Not coincidentally, in ancient Rome, it was believed that the male member was symbolized as good luck. <laughs> I don't think any woman would agree with that. What's that on your keychain? That's my good luck penis. <laughs> you used to have a rabbit's foot. Don't stroke uh, this one for luck. Got a good luck penis. Yeah. Good luck, penis. Good luck, penis. Phalluses were painted on the walls of houses. They also created mosaics. Now people get, now get, people get arrested for I that. Know. It was a completely different time. It was, a, it was a different time back then. And I think maybe, do you think maybe this explains why uh, guys are so free with sending dick pics around? Because there's something in our DNA in, in that, says, that says this, this is a needs good to be thing. Seen. This is something to be worshipped. Probably, no, I just think people nowadays are just a-holes. Uh, they created mosaics, sculptures, I, and frescoes with erect penises. Because I'm pretty sure I don't think a woman who gets a dick pic unsolicited goes, wow, good luck for the rest of the day. <laughs> Find this, a dick pic, pick it up, and then your day is full of luck. Uh, archaeologists discovered a penis-shaped stone 15 centimeters long. I don't know what that I don't know is. Why, is that yeah, a exactly. mile or something? Yeah. <laughs> a, uh, John, a John Holmes-sized... <laughs> Uh, it was located in a medieval tower. Uh, it's an interesting object because it materializes the symbolic association between violence, weapons, and masculinity. I will say this. You wouldn't even have to really battle anyone on a battlefield. If I look over at your camp and you have a giant, <laughs> you just have a bunch of giant wieners that right. you're just like, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to mess with those guys. And they're far away on a hill, so you can't really see that it's not. You're like, do you th- think? You, you think it's like theirs. Yes. Think they're sh- they're sharpening just, they're it sharpening, on their wieners. Yeah, they put it right in the crotchal area, yeah, and they're just like, yeah, come on. And I'm like, nope, out. Sorry, you win this battle. Here, have my land. Wiener uh, sharpener. So yeah, in this in this case, uh, they said it was it was used for sharpening weapons because they can tell that there's you know there's you know cut marks and things that uh, they were showing that it was uh, sharp. Oh, here I'm, I'll I'll turn my computer around so you can so see. So everyone can see this. This, this is what this uh, looks. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a ball and cup, actually, kind of. <laughs> I mean, it's not. So it's not just the. It's not just the it's elongated just shaft. I mean, it's actually got the, the head and, and a little a little ball on top. The, the little mouth. <laughs> The little penis mouth. Hello there. <laughs> and you'll like it too. <laughs> they called it the Big Hurt back in the day. Yes. Uh, and so there's yeah all these archaeological discoveries that they're making and finding out that, uh, you know, we were we were just as much horn dogs back in then. the 15th century Spain as yeah. we are today. Nothing's really Welcome changed. to my new El Only Fano yeah. uh, from Spain. <laughs>
Watch me sharpen my blade. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, and finally, and the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast, the new trend in China for maybe for is, cuisine. Yeah, if you, if your kid doesn't like eating uh, salmon and arugula, um, there has been a resurgence. <laughs> go of, go eat rocks, kid. Yeah, there has been a resurgence of a centuries-old practice called uh, suodiu, which means suck and discard. <laughs> Sorry. In, in tough economic times, uh, there has been a new money-saving ingredient for stir-fries. Rocks. Videos of chefs making stir-fried rocks are the latest trend on Chinese social media. They fry up pebbles with garlic and chili. Okay. And then you just suck rocks? However, uh, however, it's made the dish known as suck and discard <laughs> is having a resurgence. Uh, it's it's kind of being used as prank videos, apparently. Oh, uh, okay. So it's, it's like, hey, what's hey, cooking there? Hey, Here, hey, try hey. some, and they realize they've got oh no, you know, gravel in their mouth. That's that's awful. That would like chip teeth if you're trying to save money. That's chipping teeth there. The dish is said to date back hundreds of years when boatmen in a landlocked province would run out of animals and vegetables, and so they turned to minerals. You just swallow them whole? And then once... No. You You suck and discard. discard. You don't swallow anything. Okay. Which part did you miss about suck and discard? (laughs) You suck and discard. By the way, remember that 70s cop show, Suck and Discard? (laughs) Tonight on Cinemax. (laughs) Suck and discard. After the kids go to bed. Uh, The dishes also lists the Tua people, an ethnic minority who originate from the Wuling Mountain. Uh, According to one food blog, river stones have a natural fishy taste that's enhanced uh, when you fry it. All right. Uh, Many people are not convinced. Some have uh, flagged the choking risks. Uh, No, you don't. You don't swallow swallow it. it. You suck suck and and discard. discard. It's right there in the name. Truth. They're telling you right away. You don't suck and swallow. It's suck and discard. Like if we called, you know, if you go to Kentucky Fried Chicken and get the, you know, the meat, not the bone thing or something. You know, something oh, okay. It says in there, you know, get rid of the bones. Exactly. Um, Boneless another, wings to wings with bones. Yeah. yeah. And so that is that is the latest trend. If uh, if you see that bouncing around and uh, if you go over to somebody's house and they ask your kid, would you like some some rocks to eat? Yeah. You say, say no. No. Well, because they, uh, they've already messed up because it's not to eat. It's just to suck and just. So let me ask you this. Then yeah. where do you where do you. Where discard, discard the rocks, and, and can they be reused? Have you ever had crawfish? Yeah, the yeah, head same sucking? kind of thing. Yeah, you suck it and you discard it. <laughs> so it's, this is really not. A, I don't yeah. know. We're, we're, we're positioning this like it's unusual, but it's but not. No, exactly. There's you know, different there's oysters, different ways. kind of a thing, or a, yeah, you don't uh, eat the whole shell. You no. just kind of suck and discard. You sc- suck and discard. We do this uh, quite a bit. We Watermelon. Really you know, <laughs> yeah, you with s- the seeds. Yeah, <laughs> sunflower seeds themselves. You mm-hmm. suck and discard. You just. Crack and go. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't see why this is. Uh, yeah, why so, is this so, so controversial? Yeah, not at all. Not in the least. So, by there the way, go. there you go, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, bibble and babble in the afternoon, yeah. and suck and discard in the morning. And Godspeed, Titanic, <laughs> stupid idiots at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> yeah, you morons. dummy, Stockton Rush. Oh man. Uh, well, we'll see if we're right, and watch out for Ophelia. Yeah, I just. But, uh, we'll we'll the, talk next week. They're so dead. Already. They are. They're really dead.